Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now on the Roman guest line is a friend of show, our guy. We call him MZ. I don't think we do call him that, but I just made that up. Mark Zeno. Mark Zeno joins the show of Sports Grid TV to talk college football, college Everything, any sport, we throw it his way. He is there to answer the questions and give us some informed picks. Mark, thanks for joining the show. How are you? Guys, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Mark, what did you think of, uh, off the top, what did you think of uh, UCLA and the cancellation of that game tonight against NC State? I kind of agree with uh, I kind of agree with NC State head coach Dave Duran that they did not, uh, they probably had more issues that they were making aware earlier on and waited till the last minute uh, to pull out of this thing. Right. Uh, so NC State doesn't have a chance to play. It, it just seems weird. Something doesn't seem, you know, to pull out 3.30. It's one thing if they knew this morning when they got up and tested everybody. Um, you know, I, I don't think they get they wait till you know, three hours before kickoff where they start running swabs up people's noses to figure right. out what the status of players are. So it seems weird that they figured out this late in the game. If they figured out first thing in the morning, you can see all of a sudden they had a weird breakout. They probably knew a lot about this before it was coming, especially since they're right up the road, right? Like, they don't have to travel. NC State's going to fly cross country. Um, so they had a better idea of where they were and probably didn't disclose ahead of time that, hey, you know, we got some guys here maybe heading on the COVID list. And uh, it, it just – something doesn't smell right. I'm sure we hear about in the next couple of days about how it all went down. But you got to feel bad for NC State. Uh, quarterback Devin Leary, who I thought was really going to show out tonight. I thought it was going to be a showcase – for this young man uh, playing in a bowl game on a national stage. I really like what he put together this year. The season he had 35 TDs, five touchdowns. Really thought he was going to have a big game tonight against UCLA. Mark, if you had traveled to go to that game and you had taken off of work and told your significant other, like, hey, I'm going to be gone, and then this game got canceled, would you stay uh, (laughs) and hang out in San Diego or would you have flown home? Well, listen, if you haven't been to San Diego, it's a hell of a place to get stuck, right? I mean, outside of it being insanely expensive because it is Southern California, it's not a bad not, not a bad place to be stuck where you could be on the beach for the next, you know, two days just hanging out, chilling, catching some rays. I probably would have stayed. Either that, I would have sent the bill to the UCLA Athletic Department and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to, to front me some money back because uh, your school owes me now. <laughs> Mark, we got the Pinstripe Bowl tomorrow, 2.15 p.m. Eastern time. My Terps, which I've said um, – I don't know, one time this year, because the last time they were my Terps, I took them against Iowa, and, you know, we won't even talk about that. Um, they take on Virginia Tech Hokies tomorrow. Right now, BetMGM, the spread is in their favor, though. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites now with the total 54-and-a-half. I know you have a play on pretty much everything that goes down, so please tell me you have a play yeah. in this game. And if not, I'll be very disappointed, but I'll move on. I do, uh, and I was with you. I took Maryland in that game against Iowa, figuring they were going to cover that spread and seven interceptions, seven turnovers later. And everybody got hurt. It was a bad showing. That that, that, that set us back years. Yeah, I, I, uh, I ate a lot of money that night. Um, <laughs> but I, I hate to disappoint you, um, but I'm on Virginia Tech. Uh, oh, that's fine. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Little Tua. He's um, got a turnover problem. Yeah. And all turnovers aren't predictive. Uh, until I start to see him with some level of consistency where he's not going to turn the ball over, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade him. I mean, look, Virginia Tech's got a lot of people missing in this game, right? Six different starters, straight turner, Tavian Robinson, uh, Jermaine Walker. A lot of big players are not in this game. I expect it to kind of be low scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland's offense, which came out of the gates really fast in their 4-0 start this year, just fell apart. Say the game against Indiana, they, they, they didn't score more than 21 until the final game of the regular season, 
against Rutgers. So it's like, who is this team and where are they offensively? I don't really know. They're really hard for me to trust right now. And laying more than a field goal, if I get them at three and a half, I know Virginia Tech isn't exactly a powerhouse. I do like their defense. Um, their, their pass defense is pretty good. They only give about 220 yards a game, which for college is pretty impressive. Um, and even though their offense isn't all that potent. Plus, I don't know if you saw this, uh, that Virginia Tech is putting the Yankee logo on one side of their helmet. Did you see this? I, I did see that. To the Yankees. At, at the pinstripe ball, and as a Yankee fan, well, how, how am I going to bet against a team putting a Yankee logo on their helmet? So do you like the under as well, 54.5? You kind of alluded to it. Would you take that at that number? And what would be your like stopping point? I mean, I, I think, yes, I, I would I would take the under at 54 and a half. If this thing starts to creep towards 51, uh, I would get nervous. Uh, I, I don't think it will too much between now and tomorrow. But, you know, these, again, these are not too high-flying offenses. Uh, however, Virginia Tech down the stretch against Duke, Miami, and Virginia average over 30 points a game. Yeah. If they get to that total again, the, the over is, is, is could hit because I think Maryland can get to 20. So you're talking about, you know, the numbers working in the overs favor. It's just a question of Maryland's defense doing enough to be able to slow them down. Um, and, and with a Maryland defense that, uh, you know, only gives up 250 yards a game passing, uh, not in love with Virginia Tech's quarterback situation either, I think the under is a play. Mark, let's talk about this, this Alamo Bowl. I'm an Oregon duck. Uh, it's been – I've had better years, let's just say that. Um, I took Oklahoma minus five. Uh, it's crept up to six and a half total. There, sixty and a half. We don't know who's coaching. There's all kinds of movement um, on both sides. Oklahoma coaches in a diaspora. Same thing with Oregon. Um, what's your feel for this game? Yeah, I mean, when you have this much variance as far as coaching is concerned, I, my my general advice is stay away. I'll say one thing for Oregon here: getting, and I see it at seven on my book right now. And I might even wait to see if I can get a seven and a half. If it pushes the seven and a half. I can bet Oregon in this spot. I don't think I'm ever going to lay these points with Oklahoma. There's just too much inconsistency with them uh, on offense. I mean, look, there was a span where for four games, or, uh, Oklahoma scored 55-52, 35-52, and then followed it up with three games towards the end of the season with 14-28-33, and two of those three games were losses. Conversely for Oregon, if you look at them outside of Utah, right, outside of playing the team of Utah, uh, they haven't lost the game since Stanford in the beginning, in, in the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. They played really well. They just stink against Utah. So if you're one of those people who likes to go, well, they're not playing Utah. And what does Utah do well? Well, they run the ball. They run the ball and they play defense. That's not really what Oklahoma does well at all. So it sort of plays in Oregon's hands in that standpoint. Well, if Oregon has their running game going right, if if they have their running game, which averages over 200 yards a game on the ground. Uh, doing what they do, they should be able to control the tempo of this game and keep it close enough. It's going to be like a de facto home game for Oklahoma State, considering it's in San, Di- uh, San Antonio, not San Diego. It's in San Antonio. So they will have a lot of, of, uh, of, of fans there. But, you know, Anthony Brown, other than playing bad to Utah, has played pretty good all season long. Uh, I just I, I think this is one of those games, guys. The first quarter is going to tell me everything I need to know, and it may be a live in-game bet situation. If Oregon can keep it close in the in the first part of the first quarter of this game and set the tempo, I'm willing to, to to back them and see where it goes. If Oklahoma sprints out to an early lead, I don't like Oregon having to play catch up from behind. I just don't think they have that kind of offense. Mark, uh, the last time I saw Anthony play football, I myself felt like I legit had a chance to play quarterback at. Oregon. Like, I, I really looked at him and said, you know what? 
I can get out there, and then if I don't do well, Tristan can come in. We can go two quarterback set there because watching him play quarterback made my eyes bleed. I don't know if I'm even going to watch that game, let alone bet it, but maybe the next game we talk about, Iowa State versus Clemson, is a little better. I don't know how good it's going to be because I saw Dabble at that press conference, and the way he was posing beside the cheeses and the helmets was cheesy. It's right there. Like, it is right there. I had to take it. But what do you think about that game? Right now, uh, Clemson, two and a half point favorites in that one. The total 44 and a half. First time, first ever meeting uh, between the Tigers and the Cyclones. Uh, in both these teams, you know, the, their dreams kind of died early. Uh, both teams came to the season ranked in the top 10, but by the end of September, um, they each had two losses and were out of the playoff chase. What do you think this game looks like tomorrow? My heart kind of wants to go with Clemson, but my brain is telling me go with the Iowa State Cyclones as dogs. No, follow your heart. All right, follow uh, my heart. All right, that's better, it. Follow your heart. Clemson is a better team here by a considerable margin. Uh, and look what they've done to finish the year. Five straight wins, four and one against the number. And one thing we forget about Clemson in all the, the sort of bad that they've shown us this year, their defense has never been bad. Guys, you know how many times they've given up 30 this year? Zero. Yeah. You know times they've given up more than 24 this year? Just three. So, like, they don't give up. The defense is fine. James Skalski is going to play. He's the heart and soul of their defense. To this point, he's going to play. He's the heart and soul of their defense. If he's there, I trust this defense to shut down an Iowa State offense. That's bad. It's not a very good offense at all. Look, I like what Matt Campbell has done. I think he's a really good coach. But this is just not the spot for them uh, for for a team to match up well against Clemson. This bowl game stuff still means something to Dabo. For all his him and hauling about name, image, and likeness and everything else, he's not going to go out there and lay an egg in a bowl game uh, because it's just not his style. This stuff matters to him. And for all the bad parts of the offense, guys, the last five games, they haven't scored less than 30, and they've topped 40 twice. It's a complete mismatch. You give me the better running team in Clemson and a better defense in Clemson, this is a short number. I, I mean, when it first opened at one, I wanted to jump all over it. Obviously, you got to wait a lot with bowl games. That's just me. But, you know, even if I, I'm more inclined to wait during bowl season to the day of the game just because of everything that's going on. Uh, and even though the numbers move from one to two and a half, if I'm under a field goal here, I have very little reservations about Clemson covering this game. I think they win it by a touchdown. Uh, and I just don't know how uh, Iowa State plays from a negative game script. If, if Clemson gets up early, and they should, if they get up early, I, there's no way uh, Iowa State can come back. They just don't have the offense to be able to do it. They have to play from ahead and be able to control the game that way. I'm all over Clemson tomorrow. Mark, yes or no, do you think that the uh, college football semifinal or New Year's Day bowl game gets canceled? I, I would say no. It would take a major, major outbreak. Um and it's weird how the college football playoff committee already said that they're willing to award a team a win um, because of COVID and everything else. I, I, I mean, it's a very aggressive stance at this point, but I would say I would hope no. All right. Mark Zeno, thank you so much for joining the show. That is Mark Zeno of Sports Grid TV talking everything college football. He told me to go with my heart, forget my brain. And you know what? That's what my girlfriend said as well. Forget the brain, go with the heart. All right, Mark, thank you for joining the show. He would join us on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. But to get Roman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month, that's get Roman.com slash BetQL. 